For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast presented by betonline.ag here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at BetOnline have you covered this past week. Oh, man, we cashed in on tons of underdogs. We jumped on the Avalanche and the Islanders most recently. And, of course, we can't forget about the bets I gave you guys the last show. Both the Celtics and the Heat are looking really good. So take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline AG today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Steven Rodriguez, and welcome back to the latest edition of the New York Football Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe website, BLEAV.com. Like, download, rate, and subscribe. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, at NY Football Pod, as well as myself, at Tino Rodriguez, with a double underscore. We have a lot to catch up on with the Giants and the Jets over the last week, including the Giants and Jets inner squad scrimmages and signings. I'll also provide you guys an update on the Big Ten, but we're going to begin today's show with the most recent news from yesterday's practice. And if you're a Joe Judge hater, please fast forward because you are going to look really bad after these next couple of statements. 10 practice yesterday, Joe Judge ended with a fumble recovery drill in the rain, which basically turned into a gigantic mudslide. And, well, after the drill, as anyone would have expected, especially you Judge haters out there, the team started chanting, Judge, 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 baiting him on a bit of peer pressure, I'm sure. But, uh... He caved in, and he, he did the drill with them. So, of course, like a boss, he delivered one of the most electric fumble recoveries I have ever seen. Uh, into the mud, they threw a hose on him, covered the ball, perfect technique. It was awesome. And, uh, I mean, he's he's doing everything a player would want out of a head coach, especially a new head coach. Uh, for all the people, especially even this weekend, after the scrimmages that were saying that, this team will not buy into Judge. His methods don't work in the NFL. I give it a week. I give it a month. He'll get fired before the end of the season. Whew. Uh, boy, does it seem like the opposite. Of course, you know, 
I've talked on this show before about how results really extend the stays of head coaches in the NFL, and ultimately that's what this will come down to. But you know what? So far, so good. I've been saying this guy dots every I, slashes every T, and really just knows how to iron and make a team believe and showcases what the heck he's about. And, you know, he's been on the record talking about how this is him. This is legitimacy. And in the NFL, if you are not yourself, teams will not buy into you. And this team knows that is who he is. And they are buying into him. There is excitement within this team and judge and the coaching staff. And they have everything to do with it. This is how you change a program. This is how you turn a page from a losing franchise back into a winning one. And you saw an even more detailed perspective of Judge's coaching style during the scrimmage this weekend. And I'm not going to talk too much about the game itself because it wasn't much of a game. It was like an advanced practice. There was two-hand touch. People were coming in and out with the first team and second team getting reps, different different scenarios, different looks. And uh, really the biggest takeaway for me was that Judge talked to Daniel Jones on the sideline. And it was it was really everything I needed to see. After a fumble by Jones... And it was debated. It, maybe it was a fumble. Maybe it wasn't a fumble. Um, Judge went up to him on the sideline and told him that he liked 99% of what he saw out there and asked if he knew what the 1% was. This is a video. You could check it out. We retweeted it on the NY Football Pod Twitter page. But he asked what the 1% was, and Jones responded, the fumble, which Judge then responded by saying, yeah, you have to be smart. We'll have to see another down and throw the ball away or take a sack. But we can't afford those fumbles anymore. And him talking in the manner he did and explaining it mid-heat of the game to Daniel Jones the way he did, for me, just shows that Judge is this commander-in-chief. He has the respect of the team and the players, and I think everyone on the Giants, from coaches to players, and even the front office, are buying in and following in line. So... Really, really encouraging stuff from a coaching perspective over the last couple of weeks from Judge, especially this past weekend. So nothing but good signs, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Giants here because there are two last things I want to get to before we switch over to the Jets. And as of Wednesday morning, the Giants brought back center John Jalapio, who appears to be a depth move behind the foreseeable starter Nick Gates um, by signing Jalapio. It means that the next move would probably be to cut the backup center at this moment and utility lineman in Spencer Pulley. By cutting Pulley, the Giants would save $2.75 million on the cap for this season, which they then could move towards a depth move in the secondary, which they also addressed over the past week. And maybe that depth move is bringing back a familiar face. But before we get to who that face could be, there is a familiar face, at least to New Jersey, that is joining the Giants. So speaking of the secondary, a signing from this weekend is former Titan and Rucker Scarlet Knights Are You Stand Up. New Jersey's very own Logan Ryan is returning home, and he is signed to play with the Giants on a one-year deal worth $7.5 million. And when Ryan was linked to the Jets, and this was something that was about a month or two ago, I did a full breakdown, breaking down what he brings to the table. But just to get a refresher, Ryan last year with the Titans primarily played in the slot and played very, very good. Very well. I'm sorry, guys. Let me fix my grammar. Very well. 
at the slot corner position. But now, some are concerned that because he only played inside, he can't play outside. And that's really what the Giants need with the losses of Sam Beal and DeAndre Baker. And a lot of people attribute to the reason the signing took so long was that he didn't fit an exact need for this team, at least in terms of what he does. But now, I'm a believer that Ryan can do way, way, way more than just slot corner. Back with the Patriots, he did play some corner. He didn't play it amazing, but he did play corner. So... If we needed him to go on the outside, I'm sure he could do that. He can also rotate back to play safety and get reps on the outside or at safety, whichever we need. And the Giants and Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, have preached this. We need guys who can do multiple things. We need football bodies. And Logan Ryan is a football body. But now, if you are still concerned about Ryan maybe moving outside and our depth there, especially after DeAndre Baker and his legal situations and Sam Beal opting out, well... Who can we get? Well, there is an affordable piece, and I hinted at it right before I talked about Logan Ryan, is that Prince of Mukamara, a former Giant, is available at cheap after his potential signing to the Las Vegas Raiders has fallen through. And I think it's a guy that has plenty of potential, plenty of potential to thrive in this offense on a one-year deal, similar to Logan Ryan. Now, I don't love that we only have Ryan on contract for one year but because he's a jersey guy ideally let's hope that we can get a hometown deal next year for him and to keep him here because i think ryan will show and i think people will see that he'll win you over in terms of what he can do on defense i think he's a very very sound corner and especially opposite bradbury or even inside of bradbury could really be a piece that is a step in the right direction for this defense. So be on the lookout for the Giants to sign one more outside corner, especially if they cut Spencer Pulley and save that $2.5 million. And I would not be surprised if the person that they sign is Prince of Mugamara and we have a reunion with him. But while we're talking about reunions, let's jump across town here and talk about the Jets for a second. And I don't want to say I told you so, but I tried to warn the listeners of this show that give it time, and Adam Gase will begin to do Adam Gase things. And he was doing well for a while because maybe of the, the delayed season and the training camp, and you just didn't hear too many Adam Gase-like things other than certain moves come draft time. But he's back. He is back. And let's just dive into the fact that the Jets attempted to make their backfield situation even more crowded. And they attempted to take even more touches away from Le'Veon Bell. And they were really close. Adam Gase almost got what he wanted. After already reuniting with Frank Gore, he tried to bring his other Miami Dolphin running back, Kalen Balaj, in when they tried to trade for him. Despite it being very known that Balaj would have cleared waivers and was going to get cut. And it was just a weird move in general. But in true Jets fashion, what made it even worse, and what made it look even worse, is that they were almost about to bring Balaj in, and he failed the physical, and he didn't end up joining the Jets. And so, I'm not even going to talk too much about the fact that the Balaj move is just staggering and ridiculous, but to tie it in to what Adam Gase is going to do this year, again, he's going to mishandle Le'Veon Bell for the second consecutive year, and before the Balaj thing, there was already a pot stirring going on. 
In the first inter-squad scrimmage last Wednesday, Bell was held out of reps for an alleged hamstring tightness. But Bell, being Le'Veon Bell, took to Twitter and stated he was fine and there was zero wrong with his hamstrings. And then he tweeted out, it's tough to stay loose when you're doing a bunch of standing around. And I'm used to going. And it was then reported that Gore and him were having 50-50 splits in, in camp. And that LaMichael Pirine was having an amazing camp and he could see some looks. And Pirine did have an amazing scrimmage when Bell was out. So that was a positive sign. Uh, he went off on some huge runs, I, I believe including a 75-yard touchdown. So that's great. But now on Monday, there was video released where Le'Veon looks fine. He looked absolutely fine. He caught a beautiful wheel route in the end zone during an inter-squad scrimmage at MetLife. And what I started thinking of immediately is, wow, he's running routes as if his hamstrings are fine, like he said. So it just baffles me that here we go after trading Jamal Adams, even though I thought Lev would be the first one to go, he's starting to do things that will piss Lev Bell off. And this team will only be getting gradually worse with Adam Gase at the helm. My point is that Lev has still got it, and he looks fine. And if he does look fine, okay, you want to be conservative with him. It's still early. It's a weird offseason. You want to get other guys' touches. That's fine. Having a spellback is no problem. If you do have a spellback, it should be Pirine, who's a little dinged up right now, but he's going to be fine. It should be Pirine. But having a 37-, 38-year-old running back in Frank Gore being your primary number two and potentially getting 10 touches a game? Take it away from Lev Bell, who should be a three-down back? I'm sorry, that's a recipe for disaster. If anything, Frank Gore should be chasing touchdowns maybe at the goal line. Just take those. You would do enough to Lev Bell's numbers by taking away his touchdowns at the goal line by giving it to the bowling ball, the ageless wonder of Frank Gore. But if you're going to start to take significant touches away from him, work in a third back, they're trying to sign Kalen Balaj, get another guy in there to eat touches, I'm sorry, but that is going to just boil down and butcher the chances that the Jets have on offense this season, at least in the backfield. If Frank Gore is the guy getting significant touches, <laughs> there are big problems ahead for the New York Jets. And by the way, it's not like Frank Gore can look ahead to too many rushing touchdowns inside the goal line to begin with, because guess what? Lev Bell only had three rushing touchdowns last year. So a lot to look forward to in terms of Jets running back production this season, and, and really a Jets offense that, by the way, the reports from training camp, all indications are pointing towards the Jets offense struggling, Sam Darnold struggling a lot. In those inter-squad scrimmages, the one where Lev Bell was held out, the defense dominated. The Jets defense, correction, backup defense dominated. That is not a good sign. It is not a good sign. And if you want, I'll read you the numbers. Per tweet of Ralph Facciano from SNY, the Jets starting offense playing against the backup defense gets zero points and had three turnovers in six possessions. And if you were wondering how the Jets starting defense was doing, the one without Jamal Adams and CJ Mosley, against the backup offense, they gave up four scoring drives on five possessions. So... I'm sorry, Jets fans, but it appears your starting team won't be good at offense or defense this year, and you may be a shoe-in to pick in the top five yet again before the season even starts. So hopefully Adam Gase is out sooner rather than later for you guys, but if not, 
I do not blame you if you don't watch any games this season because I think it's going to be very, very ugly at times because you can't catch a cold on offense and you can't stop a nosebleed on defense. So good luck with that dumpster fire for now. And we're going to move on to some more national news. And this became national news over the last couple of days. And because this is 2020 and all sports have to do with politics, let's talk about the Big Ten. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, tweeted his heart out, essentially announcing he wants the Big Ten back this season. He got on a phone call with the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren. And now, essentially, what he ended up saying, and not essentially because I could read the tweet right here, he says, I think it was very productive about getting the Big Ten to play again. And immediately, let's see what happens. He's a great guy. It's a great conference. Tremendous teams were pushing very hard. I think they want to play. The fans want to play. The players have a lot at stake. A lot of great players in that conference. Then he tweeted out on Tuesday on the one-yard line. Now, according to the Big Ten, there's a lot of things that need to happen still in order for this to go down. Mainly involving the health protocols, which is something that every league has to worry about and get down before you could even think about having a season in terms of testing, COVID processing, quarantines, and whatnot. But according to sources, the Big Ten seems to be a go for October 10th. That's the target date. And this would just be such a pendulum swing in just a wild, wild transaction between what the Big Ten feels, what the presidents think, the coaches, the players, the president. I mean, this has been everywhere. I mean, the Big Ten wants to reiterate that the presidents voted 11-3 to to postpone the fall season. Well, that's great. But if you now go back on your word and end up playing the season, it's all for loss. It's all for nothing. So the, the Big Ten decided to take a stand, and it looks like sooner rather than later, they'll be backtracking, and there's going to be Big Ten football. So... Not only is that national news, but of course local news in terms of the New York football pod because Rutgers is in the Big Ten and they may actually be able to get a season out of this. So something we'll continue to monitor. I give you guys the updates whenever possible, but the president is now involved. And I guess once the protocols are set, we may be looking at a season come October 10th or shortly after that. So Big Ten fans, whether this is what you want or not, it appears it's going to happen. But now let's digress and switch over to everybody's favorite segment. Of course, it's Show Me the Money. Show me the money! Show me the money! Yes! Louder! Show me the money! That's it, brother! What you got to yell, Lester? Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! The reason this is everybody's favorite segment is because we spew out nothing but facts and winners when we talk on show me the money and I'm here to not give out anything crazy and new for you guys because futures bets are limited as all these series are going on but I'm here to beat the drum one more time because I feel like I didn't beat it hard enough last week you guys need to continue to tail the Celtics and the heat last week I told you to bet the Celtics to win that series at plus 150 they are now up 2 0 it went from plus 150 down to minus 480. I wouldn't even get to that bet. Don't even, don't even bother with that series win bet anymore. 
but I'm just letting you know how drastically these lines are changing and why you need to listen to this show and place those bets when you do. But now not only that, I told you that Miami is going to beat the Bucks, and that both the Celtics and Miami are my teams to face off in the conference finals and one of them will face the Lakers in the NBA championship. Miami right now, they won game one against Milwaukee. No surprise to me. Surprise to a lot of people. No surprise to me. And they are now plus 148 as we speak as of Wednesday. They're going to play tonight, game two. But as we speak, they are still the underdog. If they go up 2-0, we'll see how drastically that changes again too. But now you guys need to put futures bets on one of those two teams to at least face the Lakers or the Clippers, whichever one you desire in the finals or at least sprinkle of futures on one of those two teams to win it outright because one of those two teams are coming from the East, okay? As of last week when I give you guys the finals futures, the Celtics are down from plus 900 to plus 500. The Heat are down from plus 1,800 to plus 1,300. I mean, this is significant value we're losing out on. Even the series matchups. The series matchups last week, you had way better odds on the Lakers playing Miami and the Lakers playing Boston. For Miami, it went down from plus 1,800 to plus 925. Half. Dramatically in half. And the Celtics are the same thing. The Celtics went from 900 to plus 475, about half. And so you're losing out on a ton of value. And that's why I'm going to beat the drum again, at least on those positive odds. We need to get on those two teams. I'm on him, I'm going to hedge again, and I'm going to bet him again as they're going down because it's only going to get better and better from here on out. The Celtics are a definite threat, and I do think that Celtics-Lakers matchup is very likely and is something the NBA would like. But do not sleep on the Miami Heat, at least not to beat the Bucks, because the Bucks don't got the juice, and Miami's three-point shooting and Jimmy Butler with their length from bigs is a scary, scary matchup and a problem for teams that really aren't the Celtics in the East because the Celtics are the only other team that could shoot the three ball as well as they are, at least as of right now. So get on those bets, guys. That's all I have for you this week, but I'm here to try to get you guys some money in your pockets. And if you don't listen to me, maybe you'll listen to me now as the Celtics are up 2-0 and Miami took game one. So be on the lookout for that. Let's get on these odds before it gets too down and you can't get as much profit in your pocket. And let's make some money because of Show Me the Money. But on that note, we're going to wrap up today's show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can check us out on Twitter at NYFootballPod as well as myself at Tino Rodriguez. You could also download, like, rate, and subscribe on all podcast platforms. The New York Football Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, the Believe website, BLEAV.com. Big shout out to our sponsors as always, betonline.ag. Guys, listen to Show Me the Money. It's gonna it's gonna pay off in the long run. I hope you guys tune in. As always, next week. Thank you guys for coming out. Be safe. Talk to you guys soon.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.